everybody, this is Al with Dugout Talk, and I'm back with my buddy Ralph. Ralph, how you feeling, brother? Hey, Al. I'm doing okay. <laughs> Could be better. Uh, but, you know, all in all, uh, the sun rose the next day. But uh, Dodgers were out of the playoffs, so it's a little awkward feeling. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a time of mourning. We've been here before. Every baseball fan has, you you know, baseball will break your heart. That's, you know, we know that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I've had a hard time. I can't read anything because so much, there's a, there's a lot of Dodger haters out there. So they're talking about, you know, chokes and chokeville and choke again. And, and in a sense, I, I, you know, of course, they've got a point. We had a great regular season so let's talk a little bit about the regular season and okay. how you felt about that you know i thought uh, i thought it was a great season i thought that our top three guys in the lineup played great together that's uh, uh turner friedman i think that was like one of the best one two three punches that i can remember as a dodger fan and probably you know uh, as an overall fan I, I can't think of one that was that much better i mean these guys were like at any given time, they're, they're you know, they're, they could uh, change the outcome of a game with those three top guys. And then you add Will Smith at the number four spot. So I thought that the, the season was good. I, you know, yeah, granted, our, our division is not that strong and we kind of beat up on teams in the division. But we still played well against uh, strong teams. So I, I had good I had high hopes for this for the playoffs and total disappointment, um, you know. We had uh, the big, the best run differential. That mean, meaning our pitching was great and our hitting was great and our defense was great. So in every aspect, and you know, we had a lot of injuries we dealt with, but I think overall the team was pretty deep. So I I, I expected a lot after this uh, type of season. What about you? You know, it began with, I really wish Roberts, I remember when he did it and he was on, I think he was on a podcast. And he said, the Dodgers will win the World Series. And I think that's a sketchy thing. I think that's a sketchy thing to, to say in baseball. Because, and I remember feeling like, oh, I wish you wouldn't have said that. I just do. I, I just, you know, baseball is such a grind. And it's such a long season. And then you get into the playoffs and over and over again, we've seen teams with the you know poor you know the worst records in the playoffs or that in the regular season, who playoff teams, they can win it because it's there's such a momentum swing in baseball. It's so you got players who suck during the whole season and they get hot, you know, and they start hitting bombs. You you ha the, the the history is littered with players who were you know nothing during the regular season who really don't have great didn't have great had average careers and they go into the playoffs and they are beasts. We've seen yeah. it with our own in our own history of Dodgers you know winning uh, um, you know championships that happened. We've seen it happen. Look at our the '88 team. That team did not have a great regular season. Right. But they got hot. Okay. 
think of other than Kirk Gibson, can you think of any star on that team? No. Any team that was like, any guy that was just other than Horse Hersizer and Kirk Gibson. Think of any regular, you know, the the field players or any pitcher that was just lights out amazing. You can't. Yeah, yeah. And even even Kirk Gibson's numbers on the season were, you know, pretty pedestrian. They weren't, you know, huge. I think he had like 25 home runs and like 80 RBIs, which is, you know, that's a fine season. But, you know, it wasn't a, a great season. The guy, though, is clutch. And he came up with some of the biggest hits in baseball history during that that run against the Mets. Remember in the playoffs with the Mets, he came up huge. And then, and then we know, we all know what he did with Eckersley in that first game of the, you know, against a, a superior team, you know, who had a great season, yeah. an amazing season, you know, and they just dominated. And what happens? They run into the Dodgers and that happens. And so here we are on 111. I, I was, I loved everything we, I, I saw, but I was still sketched out by what Roberts had said, you know, yeah. and um, because it kind of like, I don't know. I just think that there's enough pressure that these guys face to do well and whatever. I, I, I get that. That's part of the game. That's part of the, what they sign up for. That's why they get paid the big bucks. But that's in your head, you know. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why. And, and also too, that's locker room fodder for other teams, you know. My, my buddy Darren said it, you know, in our group chat that we were, that was constantly going during the playoffs. He said they were hungrier. They wanted it more. The Padres. Yeah. And I think, I think we pissed them off. You know what? I don't think. I know we did. I think everything. I think what Roberts had said. I think. I think just the the we looked down on them. Let's face it. They they have been our you know we've been kicking them around for a long time. Yeah. You know, so they play with a little chip on your shoulders. And let's face it, Manny Machado, who's probably the leader of that team, that guy plays with a chip on his shoulder no matter what. Anyways. Right, you know, he 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 thrives in that. He's like, oh, okay, all right, we'll see. You got Grisham, what? One of the lowest batting averages in the league, and he's hitting bombs. The dude's hitting bombs, you know. Yeah. Um, and he was a terror at the plate, you know. I mean, these guys they wanted it more. They did. They were hungrier. They 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 came up, and uh, they beat us. You know, they were like, you know. Nah, it just was. So, what do you think was the? Um, I mean, let's let's just be honest here. Everybody's talking about it. I know you're not reading a whole lot, and uh, I'm watching a little bit here and there because I don't want to hear all that chatter either. But you know, we've we've dealt with this before with Dave Roberts. You know, people wanting his head on the chopping <laughs> block, and already Friedman has said he's not going anywhere. He's yeah. He's, I, I think I think it's I think those guys. They're, look, they're going to not overreact. I think we as fans, 100%, I think the, I think the advent of 24-7, like ESPN, all like, you know, these sports channels and Fox Sports and all these other, 
I think they have to come up with content so there everybody re- overreacts to everything that happens on every game, which we all know in baseball you don't can't overre- overreact on anything. In a hundred and sixty-two game season, in the playoffs you just don't re- you can't. And and the Dodger op- Dodgers Dodgers front office is not over. They're not going to overreact. And um, I think my feeling, and it's not popular, maybe, but amongst Dodger fans. I think we're putting too much blame on Roberts. I just do. You know, they got they got on him for um, him pinch hitting Barnes uh, with you know over over Bellinger that one game. Uh, everybody yeah. was like, "What? Well, what the heck? What kind of move was that?" You know, uh, again, I would I didn't totally disagree with what that move. You know, and he he, he you know it, but people overreacted i think and so i think this whole criticism of roberts i i think it's easy it's low-hanging fruit it's always going to be the manager first anyways and they're going to get the blame first anyways and the and and the credit last okay that we all know that's part of the job that's what they sign up for that's why they get paid a lot of money um i just think it's an overreaction and i i agree with the dodgers front office that it, it is it's just that's an overreaction. Um, so, so let me ask you this question: um, in in that same uh, vein, you're saying it's an overreaction. What about the fact that uh, Friedman basically said, "I don't have any regrets for what we did during the season," and Roberts echoed that statement? I are you are we are you okay then that there was nothing that they should have done better because they didn't say anything about you know, learning a lesson here or there or whatever. You know, just... Well, you know, you, you listen, you, you can have all the analytics in the world, okay, and 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 there's there's camps on who pay attention to it and uh, old school who says, you know, come on, man, with enough of that. The, the reality is is those guys have to perform on the field. You can't get Bellinger to start hitting. He's got to <laughs> do it himself. You can't get – I mean, he, he batted under 200. You can't get Muncy to start hitting. He batted under 200. He had a, he came back a little bit at the end of the season, and he didn't do that bad poorly in, in the playoffs. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that you, you can't get these guys. And then I saw a headline. I didn't read the article, but I had a headline about blaming Mookie, you know, yeah. calling him out, for throwing him under the bus because he didn't show up. None of these guys, you know, at the end of the day, they have to perform. Roberts yeah. put the lineup out there. I don't. I don't think that his lineups re- were really that bad, considering, you know. Um, uh, so they just didn't perform. They didn't come in clutch, you know. Yeah. And they have before, like like we we mentioned before the podcast started. Um, Justin Turner, you know, this is a guy who has all kinds of records for um, playoff records for the Dodgers. I mean, he's at the top of the list in every offensive category, okay, in the, mm-hmm. in the postseason. Um, you know, wherever, he didn't do anything. You know, no. that's our DH, and he didn't do anything, you know. Um, and, and, and so, and then you got Chris Taylor, who in the past has been a stellar playoff performer, okay. He, he got the guy's clut has came up big for us. He, you know, he just what he wasn't healthy. 
and uh, he started the, the you know playoffs not healthy, but he really he we didn't get anything out of him either. Yeah. So so when you're not getting it, of course Bellinger, of course also too. Um, uh, so there's a lot of holes there, um, and we all know it's just it, it, it's I I just there's nothing. What what could Roberts do? You you can't make help you know like you can give them the tools you can give them the coaching you can give them the the tapes the the data the, the you know what pitches to hit what you know, talk about launch angles you can all that stuff is there for them at their fingertips extra BP they've got a, a staff of people who will work with them twenty four seven or however long that they want if they're not coming up what 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 is Robert supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, he's not the one batting for. Yeah, them. I mean, you know, he's what is Roberts <laughs> going to do? So everybody wants, but I again, it's low hanging fruit, right? I mean, of course, you're going to always look at the manager, okay? And sometimes that is a, a good move because managers can be toxic. They can be, they can piss off the 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 star players. They can disrupt clubhouses. We've seen that before, okay? Yeah. They can be yeah. disruptive. They could they could not be popular with the players, and then in those cases, I think those moves warrant um, they warrant some move. And also, I believe in sometimes you just need a fresh look, you just need a restart, you just need a fresh approach. I, I get that. That's I that's a valid thing too. Now that could be argue, That's the only argument here with with him with Roberts. Do we need a fresher look at an approach to this to this organization? If you determine that, then okay, that, there's an argument to be made there. I don't know what side you know I would fall on if I really that was a serious argument. But if you're going to just base it on performance and the, in these playoffs, and you're going to put everything on him, nah. There's there's he's a hundred miles away from being responsible for these guys not getting runners across in scoring position. I'm sorry, but it's just not. You know, it's just not. Um, it's not Roberts, you know, it's, it's those guys in the, at the plate battling against, you know, these, you know, these pitchers and, and, and being selective and, and, and just getting on base, you know, I, I you could argue other things you could argue, like, where was Gallo? You know, why didn't we use him? What was his role? Where was Rios? You know, um, why wasn't he around? You know, why, why would he keep sticking out Justin Turner? You know, those are all valid things that question. But anyway, I'm well, saying too much. It's just. You know. <laughs> so here's my take a little bit, uh, a little bit different than yours. Um, you know, we've talked before how Roberts has a 600 and whatever 30 winning percentage. It's ridiculous. It's like, you know, 30 something points better than the next guy. Like, I mean, he's he's literally like a Hall of Fame, num- you know, winning percentage numbers right now based on his career so far. You know, I'm going to go out on the limit and say that, you know, the Dodgers personnel and as good as they are, a lot of guys could take that team and also have that same type of winning percentage. So I'm not saying that he's not good. I'm just saying, you know, you had me an, an elite, you know, roster, you know, I, as long as I don't mess it up, you know, I'll win 630 percent of my you know point sixty three percent of my games but I look at 
okay, we talk about, you know, yeah, he wasn't hitting for them. Un- understood. I mean, that's, that's, you know, bottom line. I mean, you and I have coached and we know that when we go into the last inning of a, of a game when we're down by one and uh, we get a guy on base and our best hitter, number four hitter in the world is coming up, hey, there's not much more we can do, right? You, Al, and I, Ralph, we, that's it. We just had the right guy up at the right time. Guess what? He struck out and we lost that game. Is it your fault and my fault? Not at that moment. We had the right, we had the best opportunity for our team to win at that moment. We set that up properly. He came up to bat. We struck out. We lost the game. You know, um, so, so bottom line to me is, okay, so he's not the one batting, and my dog agrees with me, by the way. Um, he, he's not the one batting, agreed, but let's take Bellinger, right? Let's take Bellinger as an example. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Grisham. You know, Grisham had a terrible season. His numbers were, might have been worse than Bellinger. Uh, but, you know, the manager showed some confidence in him in the playoffs, and he turned it around. Bellinger has done well in the playoffs in the past. Yeah. And, and we, this time, he did not get an opportunity. You know, and his numbers, I mean, yeah, weren't, weren't great. But when you look at, look at Trace Thompson's numbers in the playoffs, they were worse. Uh, and he got all the starts. So, you know, I, I look at that as like, okay, you know what, that's kind of a questionable move because here's a guy, you know, Jay, Justin Turner, you, you mentioned how great he's been in the playoffs. I got to give him an opportunity because he is Mr. Clutch in the playoffs. Not this year, but and what about CT3? You know, he kept coming off an injury, didn't do well at the end of the season. Can I leave him in there going over whatever, striking out every single time? Probably not. But I also, he's another guy that's done well in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, he's not batting, but how is it that that uh, that's such a small sample size for Bellinger, and then that's it, he's done. And then let's go to the pitching, okay? Uh, we've talked about his his questionable pitching decisions since he started, since since he came to the Dodgers in 2016, leaving Kershaw in too long in St. Louis, and and we took gave up a lead, and he gave up like six or seven runs late in that game. You know, uh, Rich Hill in the World Series getting pulled too soon. You know, all those things are happening over and over and over. And here again, pulling Anderson too soon. Anderson was cruising. And I know you got your analytics and your stats and all that stuff. But guess what? He was a low pitch count. Why, why do you need to pull him out with a low pitch count? This is this is it. You know, we, we need to win this ballgame. I, 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 He's got to stay out there 110, 120 pitches if need be, if he's throwing that well. But to just go follow the script and say, okay, he's done because he's thrown five innings. We don't want him to go, you know, see the lineup three times around. That to me is where I have a problem. And him and uh, Roberts and Friedman saying, oh, there's nothing we could have done different. I'm sorry. You could have done that differently because we were up three nothing. And yes, our guys were not hitting with runners in scoring position. And, and yes, our guys, uh, you know, Weren't, weren't being clutch, but we had three runs. And that should have been all we needed to beat a team like that. But no, you got to follow the script and pull your best pitcher. At, the, at this point in that season, at that moment, there was nobody better than Anderson. Yet he pulled them to go bring in guys that were subpar to him right now, at that, at that point. And that, to me, is all 100% on him. Uh, and if Friedman has something to do with it because they scripted this out before the game, then that's on him too. For, for them to go into these uh, 
meetings, you know, conference, you know, media conferences and talk about how they have no regrets and, you know, it's just that we, we were unlucky or whatever. No, that has been going on for his entire tenure and nothing has been learned. He's pulling guys that are hot just because of the analytics. He's depending on guys like Ryan Madsen, who was a nobody, and, and ended up, we ended up losing the World Series against the Red Sox because that guy became his go-to guy out of nowhere. When the stats couldn't back it up, you know, nothing could back it up, yet Ryan Madsen was all of a sudden our, our you know, high-leverage guy. And here we have Anderson getting pulled, and our high-leverage guy is, is in the bullpen. And we bring out other guys. Not to say that Almonte and Canley and, and, and Vasia are not good. They, they've been good all season. But this is a time when, you know, as soon as that inning started to unfold, when Canley, you know, couldn't throw a strike. And, hey, you know what? You, Phillips is up and he's coming in. I'm sorry. That's, that's what I would have done. But to, like, say, oh, no, not yet. What are we waiting for? There, there's no time to wait. And those, were, those are the problems I have with him saying that it was just bad luck and that there's nothing they would have done differently. For all these years, we go through the same situation with the pitching staff and his handling of, of the pitchers, and yet there's nothing that they would have done differently. That needs to change. I'm not saying that we need a new manager. I'm just saying that if we're blind to the fact that we don't have to change that type of mentality with handling our pitching staff, then we got a problem. That's yeah, why I stand you know, on that. Okay. I, I, you have mentioned everything. To me, is everything you've said is valid. And those are, those warrant some kind of argument, right? Some kind of discussion and scrutiny, okay? Is a better word for it. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, it's really easy to, hyper-focus on these these decisions. Now, mind you, I know you're talking about playoffs. I know you're talking about crucial moments or crucial decisions. Look at all the ones that he's made that were right. I mean, we have the most successful baseball franchise in baseball. Okay? A year in, year out, we're there. We're in it. We're in the mix every single year. How many times have we won the division title in the last 10 years? You know, we, 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 you can argue some other squads, you know, that some other teams are, that are as successful. But when you factor in other things like attendance and everything else, I, we have the most successful franchise in, in, in all of baseball. You know, um, and, and Roberts has a lot to do with that. There's a lot of things that you know as a coach that you've coached many years um, that you do on gut and you go on feeling. You know your players. You know what their head is, where their head is. You know where their confidence is. You know where their momentum is. You know what triggers their momentum. You know all of that. And so I, I, I know that it's easy for us to sit and make decisions from our seats in the in our living rooms to make you know to understand what he's doing and why he leaves people on the roster and why he takes people off the roster or why he leaves people in the lineup or why he takes people in the lineup but we don't know what he knows okay i'm not talking about all the analytics and everything else i'm talking about the gut feeling i guarantee you and i i i'm i 
I think I would be right to say that he doesn't always see eye to eye um, with everything the analytics department says or that Friedman says. And that he goes to bat for certain people to be in the lineup and certain people to be out of the lineup because of what he knows. And his coaches know that gut feeling that, you know, I think this is a good. Now, at the end of the day, I get, I'll go back to the same thing. So when you make, you know, as a coach, Ralph, you've made this before. I've seen you make decisions before, like to put that pitcher out or this put this hitter in this position or whatever. And guess what? You can't do nothing. After you made that decision, it's out of your hands. It's that kid or that player standing at the plate or on the mound taking on the challenge to perform in that particular situation. And that's that's it. It's up to them now. And sometimes they're going to do it and sometimes they're not. You know, in baseball, it's a game of failure, right? Three out of ten times, you're an all-star. And every other case of life, you're a failure. But in baseball, you're an all-star. Okay? So there's that. It's just a game of failure. And I just think that it's, you know, we don't talk about a lot of the decisions in a, in a season like after a season like this. We don't talk about the, all the good things that he did. Because really, if we're not, um, I, I read something, I read a headline, I didn't read the article, that Friedman says he doesn't believe in the World Series or bust philosophy. Okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, you know, because, <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I don't really agree with that, you know, because I want to win championships. You know, I want to see our teams in LA win championships, period. That's it. That should be their mindset. Anything else is a failure. You know, that's kind of how I feel like that should be. But um, I just think it's just, I think it's easy to scrutinize a little of the things that he does. And I think that we, you need, you need to step back and, and give the, the, you know, scrutiny where give scrutiny where it, it deserves. But at the end of the day, these players got to perform, man. And I would yeah. be more, I would be more inclined to less inclined to put, you know, send Ra- Roberts packing and more inclined to send some of these players packing <laughs> and get new, new hot players in there. Players who you are going to step up. And, you mean you know, we got to find the next Kurt Gibson? Yeah. Another we got to, we got to, we got to find the, the, the hungry player. Uh, look, we, we, we talked about this before this podcast goes. You know, we have a DH now in the, in the National League. That position has got to perform. That position has got to produce. Period. You've got to get 25 home runs out of that position. At least. You've got to get 80 to 90 runs batted in from that position. At least. He's got to have an on-base percentage of 350 and above. At least. His slugging percentage has got to be over 550. It's got to be. All of that's got to be high because that is an offensive position, period. It's not defensive. It's an offensive position. And we need that. Is Justin Turner that guy? No, I just don't think so. Not anymore. I wish he was because I love him. And I know that he adds more to the to the clubhouse than, you know, than probably on the field at this point. But those are the things that I think that we should, you know, that I would 
want to talk about or address or I think are a, a better thing than getting rid of Roberts, you know? This playoff run, this whole thing, is ne- it's never just one thing, Ralph, either. It's never just Roberts. It's other things, too. It, you got to give credit to the Rob Padres, as much as I can't stand them. You, you just, you know, or they just don't like them. But um, you got to give them credit, man. They came hungry. They wanted it more, you know, and uh, they showed that. They had a little chip on their shoulders. They had, I'm sure they had stuff on their bulletin board saying, look what they said. Look what they're, look, did you see, did you read that article about their tickets? About how they were selling their tickets? Ralph? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry. I lost. Yeah, they, it was a little bit discriminatory, but whatever. Yeah, they kept the Dodger fans out of there. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes, I guess. <laughs> I didn't like it, but I thought it was hilarious, man. That is funny. Like, I, at first, when I first saw it, I go, whoa, how cheesy do you have to be? But you know what? The Dodger fans... There are, you know, there's several of those Dodger, like, fanatical fan, fan groups, you know, like right, right. Um, Pantone 294, and um, there's a Bleacher um, Pimps, you know, the Bleacher Pimps. <laughs> That's another group, you know. And these 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 are some, you know, they're hardcore, and they, they don't care. And um, they call, what do they call, they call uh, Petco Stadium uh, Dodger South. Dodger yeah. Stadium South, you know? Yeah. That do, that does not sit well with Padre fans. They don't like that. And uh, and then we come in there, and we're loud, and then Pantone 294 comes out with that football stadium field-sized flag that they pull out, you know? And yeah. they're in their section. I mean, and they, you see them. I've seen video of them, like, marching in, and, like, 40 or 50 of them going, let's go, Dodgers, you know? I mean, you know, all of that ticks, a pe- ticks people off and motivates the players. They hear about all of that. They they see all of that, you know. So I think yeah. I, I I don't think the playoffs were just one thing. I don't think it was Roberts. I think it was a lot of things. I think you could go ahead and have an argument about Roberts and some of the decisions he made, um, and some of the lineup choices he had, and the front office. The thing, decisions, if whatever influence they may have had, and the analytics department, whatever influence they may might have had, all of those guys are are to blame. But he also had to blame. The players did not step up. They just didn't. They did not meet the challenges of you know the series. They just didn't. And um, yeah, I think- no, I, I, I'm I agree with you there. I, I, I guess I and I honestly, my opinion is we don't. I don't want to fire. Roberts, I, I just want them to make some adjustments because I haven't seen the adjustments, in, 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 especially in the playoffs when it comes to handling the pitching staff. And you know, during the season, he's he's taking the ball out of guys' hands that are throwing a, a no hitters and perfect games. And the expla- explanation yes. is we're saving them for the playoffs. Okay, well here we are. What are you saving <laughs> Anderson for? Why does it need to be pulled after 80-something pitches? This is what you've been saving him for. Yeah, because season. those analytic guys come up with, well, the third time in the lineup, this is their batting average. I'm this sorry, is, but yeah, the guy is cruising. Yeah. You know? They and, can't hit him. He's on it, you know? And, you know? Um, 
you have, if anything, okay, I'm going to let him go through and, and see play, play, player by hitter by hitter. And I got Evan Phillips ready to, to come in at the, the minute he falters. You know, if anything, let's go there. But to just automatically say that and pull him, you know, and like I said, the guys have, he's pulled guys from perfect games and, and no hitters because he needs to save him for the postseason. And then in the postseason, uh, that's it. We pull him anyway. That's to me where the, you know, the attitude, I wouldn't say attitude, the decision making um, aptitude has to change because there isn't any. It's like, I'm going to do this no matter what. This is how I'm going to handle it. I don't care if Cy Young is reborn and we have him on the team. If he's, if after five innings, he's out. You know, you're going to tell me that Nolan Ryan would have been okay with that? Or, oh, no. Or... I mean, this is, this is all – you're right. Listen, analytics has way more influence on these managers than ever in the history of our game, in the game. So, so yeah, there, there's no way – Guys like I, I, you look at the stats of some of the guys that you and I grew up watching, right? And like Nolan Ryan, for example, and and even just guys like like Don Sutton and all these other guys. And um, look at look at look at how many complete games they have during the season. Mm-hmm. They'll have like yeah. fourteen to twenty complete games. Think about that. And if anybody would have come out in the fifth inning to take out. Don yeah. Sutton or Nolan Ryan, there would have been a fight on the mound. <laughs> yeah. I, I guarantee you that. Oh, somebody yeah, Nolan Ryan been... for sure. He would have been – he would somebody have told the guy been... get – I think I've heard stories of pitchers back then. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'll have to look it up after the podcast. Of players going, get the F back in that dugout. <laughs> Don't, Don't even come, come, come out here. Don't even come out here. Well, you but heard yeah, Anderson. You're, Anderson you're right. said – Anderson quote was quoted as saying that he he felt great he could have thrown 150 pitches, yeah. But you know he's got to go with whatever the manager says. And so again, it's like these guys are highly skilled, highly paid, you know. And Anderson, to, you know, the argument could be made he was might have been along with Urias might have been our best guy all season, you know, and just for his numbers and he was steady man he was cruising and. You know, you, you and I have been baseball fans long enough to know that, you know, in the era of Nolan Ryan and Don Sutton, nobody cared about the third time through the lineup. And, no. And if the pitcher was on, and what did we do out when we had a, when we were pitching a guy that we know was kind of nearing his pitch limit, we wouldn't automatically pull him. We'd come in the dugout and say, man, how are you feeling? You know, how's the arm? You're tired? You know, we gauge it. We, we talk to them. We see how, how we're there at it in their head. And then we make a decision. But yeah, now it's not, it's not even a, yeah. yeah, it's not even a thought. It's just give me the ball. That's frustrating. And I know he's not, we're not the only organization that does it. No, everybody does it. Everybody but does it's it. Just, I mean, look at Snell. I mean, let's be honest. Had they not pulled him against yep. that, we might not have won that game. We were glad to see him go. Yep. And it was the same reasoning. He could have thrown another 20 pitches, 30 pitches. And he and had us. He, he was he just had us pinned, yeah. Yeah. He had us. Uh, he's on fire. Yeah, so, you're right. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's got way more influence now. I mean, so who do you blame? Do you blame Roberts? You know, I mean, I think if he were to buck that system entirely and say, screw you guys, I'm not going to listen to you, 
I, I think then I think then Friedman would move to the then they fire him. Then they yeah. fire him, right? That, yeah, it's because... funny how that would be a reason to get him fired because he's no longer listening to Friedman. So sure. I don't think it's Robert's fault. I think it's an organizational yes. cultural. Yes, I think that's yeah. what I'm saying. He Roberts is the low-hanging fruit. Roberts is, is a guy out front, and he's the one who's going to take the bullets. He's going to be the one that take all the heat from everybody. No, who do you know can you name one guy on the analytics team at the, the for the Dodgers? No. <laughs> no. No, we don't know any of them. Okay? But they're very influential. They they've got, you know, they 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 hand all that data over to whoever it is, the general manager and he disseminates it how he chooses, you know, and so, you know, I, I just I like I'm a fan of Andrew Freedom and I think he's done a great job putting this team together. He's shown a lot of restraint. He's frugal where he needs to be and he spends where he he, he I think he's he's done great putting together the pieces and I trust him to do that. But I I I'm with you. I, I think we rely they rely way too much on that those that analytics team and give way too much credence to, you know, the the findings, you know, and, the, and right. the things that they find in there. When when we know, and over and over again, we see in playoff baseball, it's emotional, okay? More than any other time at all during the season, it's emotional. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's momentum. Yeah. Um, the, the, it, every, all of that goes out the door. The, that, your record, nobody, nobody was scared of that record. You know, that 111 wins. Nobody could care. Everybody, the Padres couldn't care less. Yeah, they could care less. They're it's, like. It's a new season. Yeah, we'll see. You know, and, yeah. and, and here we go, you know. They you, know grab and, a, you know, they grab a win and they have all this confidence to go forward, you know, so. And, and I guess I, you know. I... Hold on, Ralph, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I guess when I go back to like 2016, leaving in Kershaw. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he left them in for what, six, seven runs late in the game? Okay, so where, where was this mindset then? So there, there's an inconsistency there because at that point, he had already gone through the lineup. And as soon as a guy got on second base, they started rocking him. And, you know, guys can relay signs from second base. That's legal. Yeah. And I can tell you one thing, you know, he was a whole different pitcher. He should not have stayed in there one more batter after that started happening. Yet we leave him in to get slaughtered. And then we get Rich Hill, where who was on the complete opposite of that in the against the Red Sox. He was cruising. And same thing. It's like, okay, well, let me at least leave him in. Let me go talk to him, see how he's feeling. Let me... And then see, we'll you know pitch hitter by hitter, and we'll have a guy ready. But no, let's just go yank him, bring in Ryan Matson. Who, who the heck is that? I don't even know where he's at anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he just joined us that year to mess things up. Uh, you know, and again this year with you know with Anderson and so forth, it's like okay, let, let me let him in, and every inning, every you know, I'll talk to him again and see how he's feeling. So, I guess that's where my thing is like the if they. If Friedman can sit in a in a in a conference, and so can Robertson, they don't even address that type of cultural needed change. 
then nothing's going to change. We're going to be like the Braves, four, win, win 14 you know, years and then one World Series. Is that okay? I, it's not okay for me. I don't think that's the goal we should be setting. Let's try to win 14, uh, you know, uh, league, you know, uh, division titles or pennants and then only win one World Series. That's kind of a failure when you ask me. Yeah, that sure is. Yeah. I'm sure the Braves fans might not agree, but I don't think they're happy that, that you know, they only got one World. Look at the pitching staff that they had and they went through some pretty good players and that's all they got out of it. I don't want to I don't want us to have to go through that. It's like 14 years of this and we only won one World Series, and we didn't have the foresight to change our culture so that we can kind of give more leeway to pitchers when they're doing well and screw all the analytics. We, don't, we didn't have that foresight, and every year we kept saying, you know, nothing is going to change. We did everything we could, and we did everything right. It's just we, we didn't get lucky, and the other team was better. Yeah, okay, to an extent, but we should still make adjustments every season. In my opinion, you know, the, 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 I again, but here's here's the thing, and I think this is where the 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 call for his head comes from. We 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 you just said you don't want to see Roberts fired, but you want to see something change. You can't ensure that none of us know uh, or privy to their conversations, or or even if if they're asking him to change, you know, make changes on on his his thinking or. Or their thinking on 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 how they make and how and when they make these decisions in game. Um, so the only thing that that us fans can do is is hoot and holler about getting replacing him, getting getting rid of him. You know, and and, and I get that. I, I I get that. There's really nothing else, right? I mean, we we don't have a. Unfortunately, even though we, you and I have tried desperately to make sure. We could we have something. We don't have the direct line to Andrew Friedman and Dave Roberts. We've been trying to get that and trying to be able to talk to them <laughs> and tell them to listen to us, but they they won't. So all we can do is, you know, like like you know, get on Twitter, get on whatever people do, and and cry about what's going on with them guys. You know, look, I'm pissed off. I'm not happy about this playoffs. I'm I'm even more sore that the that it was even adds. Insult to injury is the Ross Astros are still in it. You know, yeah. I just can't stand that team. Jeez. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I never will like them. But um, so, yeah, it's a, it's just a bitter pill to swallow. It's a bitter pill, man. You know, it's bitter, dude. It is bitter. I can't. I, I just. It's hard for me, but whatever. And I'll get yeah. over it. You know, usually by by Thanksgiving, I'm done. And I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just you know. don't want to be doing this every year where we're like having uh, to lament no. after the playoffs all the things that went wrong and you know another you know we've done this what 10 years uh, 9 out of 10 we won the division we, we're not that far from the Braves we got 5 more wins of yeah. the division and then we're pretty much tied with them and still only one World Series I saw I heard a stat the other day that I was sharing with Ralph my son and he was like it was like the Marlins have gone to the playoffs three times, and they have two World Series championships. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you don't even want to know what our percentage is. <laughs> I don't want to know. Right? I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Exactly. No, exactly. no. It's. Uh, you know what though? It 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 it's um. Where's this this poem? Um, it says that two men 
Two men looked out of the self-same bars. One saw the mud, the other the stars. So I guess you could go ahead and look at it any way you want, right? Um, I'm grateful that we're in the playoffs every year and not the, Mar- the Marlins are never in the playoffs. So I'm just going to choose to look at it that way. That at least, we, at least we're in it, you know, that we have a we, – we, we're at the table, right? I mean, if That's we lose, right. we lose. But those guys aren't even in the casino, okay? They're in the parking lot. You know? be, they're fishing. They're, yeah. they're, at, they're at the lake. <laughs> they're, they're at the lake. They're not even in the playoffs. So uh, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It is. And, and um, it, you know, that, that's, that's part of being a Dodger fan, though, really, is, yeah. um, is, is all of that, you know, that goes with it. And, you know, um, yeah. And uh, it's yeah, but, and uh, now we know how Braves fans feel. Yeah, from, no. Uh, from all those yeah, years. No kidding, no kidding. Jeez, it's just. Yeah. But you know, I, again, like I said, I just kind of, um, I'm uh, I'm grateful that we had we had that chance to you know, to do what we did and and um, and uh, and had a great season and stuff. But the playoffs just ruined all of that and. Uh, <laughs> And so, whatever. Well, the next time we'll talk about what what you and I are going to, you know, do differently so we can finally win one next year. And, and, you know, got to send some, uh, you know, strongly worded emails to uh, Friedman and Robert so they can finally get the hang of it. If we just take our calls, a lot of these problems (laughs) could be solved. Exactly. If they would just listen to the podcast, Al, you know, we'd have a ring on the finger. Even that. Even that. (laughs) But I mean, you know, whatever. You know, it's it's his loss. It's yeah. his loss. But <laughs> whatever. Yeah. He wants to do other things with his time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Big timer. <laughs> All right, then. Oh, hey, listen, we'll come back again. We, we we got a lot to talk about still because I think we should come back and talk about what we think the Dodgers, some moves that the Dodgers could make, maybe some free agents that are going to be available, or even some young guys that, in our system that can we can bring up or or you give a shot to. So let's do that when we come back and maybe we'll bring a guest or two or somebody. And, Sounds uh, good. All right, brother. Well, this right, is uh, Dugout Talk signing off. Later. Later. <laughs>